Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Rip the truth! Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today for our Dune movie review. Uh, we will be going into spoilers for this. Um, however, we will give you a notification before we do so. So the first part of this review is going to be spoiler free. And uh, so you can sit back, relax and enjoy it. And we'll give you a warning. So joining me for today's podcast, we have Alex and Sasha. How are you doing, gentlemen? All good. Yeah, all good, man. All good. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining. Um, we were fortunate enough to um, we're all Cineworld uh, card holders, so thank you very much, Cineworld. They did a Cinecard um, holder screening, advanced screening of Dune, so we watched that on Monday evening, so we were able to you know, be amongst the first to see it, don't get any of those spoilers, and we can kind of give you an early review to help you maybe decide whether you want to see it or not. Um, so... We're going to give you a bit of a breakdown of Dune, um, what it's about, uh, without going into spoilers again. So Dune is based on uh, Frank Herbert's 1965 novel. Um, obviously, we had uh, a previous version of this, which was Sasha. Sorry, I wasn't paying <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Appreciate it. We're professionals here. Um, the the first not. first Dune movie. What's that about? Who who made it? What When did it come oh, out? What's David, it about? Oh, David Lynch is not five version of Dune, yeah. Um, yeah. um, no, just that exists. So that was the first um, incarnation of it. And obviously, we've now got our new new version of it. And uh, one that the director, uh, Villeneuve, wanted to make very authentic to the books. And um, his whole deal with uh, Warner Brothers was that he wanted to be faithful to books and it was going to be over two movies. He couldn't get it into one movie. So it's very obvious from the start that this is Dune and it says part one. So it sets your expectations right up at the beginning. That you're not going to get all your ans- uh, questions answered for this film. Um, if they don't make a part two, uh, this is going to be pretty much of a waste of a movie. But fingers crossed it's going to do well enough uh, for it to do it. But the focus is on two feudal houses, basically. Sort of like uh, your Game of Thrones-esque, I guess. Um, you've got uh, House Atreides, um, who are the owners and rulers of planet uh, Caladan, which is like an ocean planet. And then you've got House uh, Harkonnen, which is planet uh, Gidi Prime. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing it is wrong. It's far distant future, so year 10191 AG. So they're battling control for this planet Arrakis. It's also known as Dune, where the spice melange is found and can be harvested. So it's part of the planet. It's um, sort of like within the sand. Um, it affects the natives um, there, and it gives them sort of a longer life and some maybe slightly different abilities, and they've had to adapt to it because it's just a hot planet and the sun's always out. Um, but basically, the spice is also used for space travel. So it's one of the most precious commodities in like the universe. So it's hot property. Um, so we have uh, Duke Leto Artides, who's played by Oscar Isaac. Uh, he's been offered stewardish, stewardship of the planet to do the spice production. Um, and he goes with his son, Paul, who is uh, Tim, Timothy Chalamet's character, uh, who's the focus of the story. He's your central character. And he goes along with his wife and his guards, who's made up of Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, and Josh Brolin, amongst others. Um, so we kind of learn that Paul has some special abilities, like his mother, 
Um, and again, not going to go into spoilers about what those are, but he does see some visions of uh, Shani or Chani, um, who's Andea's character, uh, who's a member of the Fremen, who are the natives to um, um, Arrakis. So uh, House Harkonnen, um, who were in charge of the planet previously, the Emperor relieves them of the stewardship of that, and um, Atreides go to take it over. But then they stage a coup against Atreides, and it's kind of a big setup. Um, and, um, you know, it's like, who's playing who? So it's very much a Game of Thrones kind of thing. So it's Game of Thrones, throwing some Lord of the Rings and throwing a lot of Star Wars. Um, you know, there's quite, you can see where George Lucas has taken a lot from Dune into his Star Wars saga. Um, so we'll touch on that a little bit more in the spoilers and stuff like that. So first impressions, gentlemen. So, um, Alex, what were your general impressions of the movie? Um, I, in, I liked it and enjoyed it. I've never read the book mm -hmm. um, and I've never seen David Lynch's movie. So I was mm -hmm. skeptical going in whether I know it's like a dense material. So I wasn't sure whether I would be able to sort of like follow it. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, you know, I'm, I'm big into my sci-fi and, and yeah. heavy sci-fi. So it, it is my jam as to say, but I wasn't sure whether I would be able to sort of like keep track of everything. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the movie laid everything out, you know, nice and easy to follow um, and visually, fantastic i mean you can't you can't go in um and yeah I, I i came out like you know yeah really enjoyed it i i they like say it needs you're hoping that the second part gets made mm -hmm. um because it you know the story is incomplete um mm -hmm. it's weird how it's not been like promoted as june part one yeah uh, it only came up in that initial title card i was like oh okay so it's definitely so i wasn't sure whether movie would be something where there is kind of like a full story, but clearly more to tell for part yes. two. Yeah. Uh, no, it's clearly actually it's part one and it's going to be part mm -hmm. two as opposed to a self-contained story that, that has the potential to continue. So yeah, yeah, let's, let's hope that second part happens because you kind of need, need to know what happens. <laughs> yeah. That was very much what I thought. Um, my anticipation going into this is we were going to get a complete story where we can then potentially see where these characters go, um, which, you know, Again, if we had that part one, I think my expectations would have been very different going into it. But maybe that's a very smart tactic for your general movie-going audience because if they know it's a part one, maybe they won't be as invested. They're like, oh, wait for part yeah, two. Was, yeah, that was my actually. Yeah, because especially with... Also, I was a fan of uh, Blade Runner 2049, but obviously knowing that it didn't do that well box office-wise, if people kind of knew this was a part one, they might think, oh, yeah, but... It's not, you know, if part two doesn't get made, then why am I wasting my time going to see part one when part two is not going to happen? Where, yeah, and it's just, it just, it's just, it's just, it was just okay. Well, we're, we're going in and we're seeing a story be told. Little do you know that, all right, like you say, they tell you straight away with the title card. It's like, dude, yeah, part one. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah as soon as you come up, I was like, Sash, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're sort of thrown straight into it. So you, you know from, from that point, but, um, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's probably yeah, sort of clever marketing as well to be like, no, 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 let's until you've already bought your ticket and you're in your seat. That's that's when you, that's when you find yeah, out. Been that down going, Son of a bitch, <laughs> you got me here. So, Sasha, what was your um, overall thoughts of the film? Amazing, love it, love it. Um, it does have its problems. That mm -hmm. I'm not going to discard that, despite me really liking it. Thing mm -hmm. is, though, when I knowing going in that it was going to, I think a lot of it has to do with my reserved expectations on knowing the material, mm -hmm. knowing where the cutoff point might be. So I had a certain expectation, 
Um, not everything was met, but I wasn't disappointed, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. When I say that, it all had to do with where they cut it off because, you know, they cut off in a way where it was kind of sudden, where people would be like, well, is that it? And mm -hmm. to me, I was like, okay, well, I guess that is just <laughs> that it. The fight at the the fight at the end, you know, that was that was kind of unexpected. I can't remember whether that's in the book or not, but it's definitely mm -hmm. not in the David Lynch film. Because mm -hmm. in the David Lynch film, they just kind of go off with them, right? Okay, they kind of go off with them, and next minute, you know, he's leading them, and it's like, mm -hmm. huh? Well, okay, fair enough. But obviously, they've left that for more drama in the second one, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that Paul had to prove himself with that fight as well. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, that he isn't a seasoned warrior as well. So when he wins it, it felt deserved. Um, I wish the fight could have been longer. So it could have been a set piece at the end. That way mm -hmm. we would, we as a casual audience would have had like a finale as such, if that yeah. sense kind of thing. Um, I think my problems, my only problems with it is probably the same as you guys. For a general audience, you probably would, would have wanted it to be more action-packed in, say, when the Harkonnens take over their tradies. Mm -hmm. Put Momoa in a more prominent, not Momoa, um, Batista probably in a more prominent kind of position kind of thing, like mm -hmm. just executing people and stuff and probably show mm -hmm. more about where um, – where uh, Josh Brolin's character, Gurney, disappears off to. Because that mm -hmm. was always something, like, I could go into spoilers here, but, like, it's just kind of like he's gone in the movie. Mm -hmm. He's gone. Can I talk spoilers, or are we going to go into We're going to go into more spoiler stuff, okay, yeah. So, so in that case, like, he's gone in this movie, and there's no, like, explanation as to where he's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, um, I think they could have done done a little bit more on that whole thing and have that be a center set piece kind of thing yeah but then again it was a long movie anyway and mm -hmm. a lot of that was due to the character build-ups and yeah. the you know expedition of the of the story so i guess stuff had to be sacrificed and obviously the stuff that i mentioned um pumping up pumping up the action and stuff that's probably not what dune fans are probably wanting off dune if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean as yeah as a, as a casual viewer i mean yeah i mean i'm yeah. you know, it's a slow burn movie i've got no no issues with that i don't mind a slow, a slow burn um yeah. and obviously yeah you needed you needed that character development that world building to understand yeah. you know the universe and, and what's what's going on it's just usually with a slow burn it leads to a conclusion we know that we know that will come obviously with part two fingers crossed yeah. But it was just, you know, that that fact that it, um, you know, they sort of didn't didn't conclude in, in its traditional sense. But yeah, in terms of like, um, yeah, you know, there was no necessary need to pump up the action in, in that respect. For for me, it was just like, yeah, I enjoyed the yeah. the world it's building like, and stuff. So it's kind of like um, the best, you know, what Fellowship of the Ring kind of does this well. There's a lot of setup, but at the same time, he knew there were other parts, but there's payoff in that movie if that yeah. makes sense, before they cut it. I think mm -hmm. the close, like, um, yeah. So it's just it's just a bit uneven that way as a film. If, yeah. If you, so we'll, we'll, come yeah. Up to, we'll come to a point where you talk about where you would have cut it off, and I, I agree with you when we spoke about it at the end of the cinema. So uh, my overall thoughts, um, you know, Dennis Villeneuve, he's created something visually stunning. It's an absolutely stunning piece of cinema. 
Um, and it's definitely something that you should go watch on the big screen. You know, if you have the option to watch it on HBO Max and streaming, go see it in the cinema. It is totally worth it for that experience. The, the music by Hans Zimmer is phenomenal. It is just really encompassing, intoxicating. Um, it just, it does everything you need it to. Unfortunately, we actually suffered some sound issues um, during our performance where Which the surround yeah. sound dropped out yeah. a few times. Um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, the score the sound it was just it was fantastic i think um zimmer himself i think he's the one he's most proud of he thinks is the, is the best he's, work he's done um but yeah really really great there's some really strong performances um again timothy chamelet i uh, thought was really really good in the role um for you know for a lead you know he really carried it well um rebecca ferguson um you know she was in it a lot more than i expected um as well in terms of her presence in the movie um and i think there was probably less of everybody else. So there's less Oscar Isaacs, less Momoa um, and uh, Batista than I anticipated. So, you know, but, you know, it is a slow burn movie. There is a lot of stuff to take in. I think for me, yeah, some of the fight sequences were a little bit underwhelming. There's a great um, scene, which you kind of see in the trailer between uh, Josh Brolin character and Timothy Chamelet, uh, Paul and, um, oh, what's his name in it? I'm going to check. It is... Uh, Gurney. So Paul and Gurney have like a training fight and that's really that's really nicely done. But when it comes to the fighting later with Duncan, Jason Momoa's character, it is quite powerful it, but it's not very skillful and it just fell a little bit flat. It seemed like that was a moment, again, that could have just been a little bit more. Um, the Attack on the attack on the planet was nice because it's shot at night, so you do get these big explosions. But again, because it's so dark, you don't necessarily see a lot of detail to it. Um, there's not actually that much going on. The trailer makes it definitely seem much more action packed than what the movie delivers, and I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that action is going to get bums on seats. It's you know sold as a blockbuster, and it isn't. It's it's kind of half blockbuster, but half you know almost like trying to go for that Oscar piece. You know, it is trying to be very dramatic. And it's build up. So, you know, it it, it is good. Um, I just found some bits lacking. Um, Paul's visions that he has, I felt they were just too often. Um, it's like, I get the point. I see I see where this is going, but they just seem to be happening like every 10, 15 minutes. It was just like, it showed me a lot of what's to come in the next movie, which is great, but you, you don't get enough of the payoff now. So it kind of just, yeah, just felt uneven. And, and Zendaya, she has a lot of screen time, but doesn't actually impact the movie at all really until like the last maybe 15 minutes um she's very much going to be a character for the next film so um yeah but look it's um it's a really beautiful uh, piece um you do have to kind of bear with it you know you've got to be a little bit patient um and just let them like tell you the story let you introduce you to those characters and let it build um so um let's give our scores now and then we'll go into some spoilers. So if anybody wants to clock off at the spoiler point, we can go. So Sasha, out of 10, what would you give it? Nine. Nine. Wow. I'd okay, actually give it a cool. nine, despite me having little qualms here and there. Nine, mm-hmm. because I'm appreciating it for what Delanuve is trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the stuff I said about the action and stuff, those are just, just me nitpicking. That's just yeah. me nitpicking. Yeah. At the same time, um, when I say that, I don't think it would have suit those choices would have suited the film per se, if that makes sense. Because yeah, no, I get that. It, yeah. A lot of it is kind of filmed a certain way for a reason, and it's mm-hmm. just it's it's just damn good sci-fi at its best mm-hmm. on on a fantastic scope. So mm-hmm. you know, cool. 
Fantastic. Alex? Um, at the moment, I would probably go seven and a half, maybe eight. Um, as I say, I've, you know, it was an early evening screening. Um, so I was just like, you know, rushed off work, this, that, and the other. So I don't <laughs> feel like my focus was 100% where it should be. So I think mm-hmm. I do need to see it another time. And that could bump the score up, definitely. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's, it's the sort of thing that, you know, is, is, is my, is, you know, my, my interest. Yeah. Um, yes, perhaps once now you're more familiar with the characters, you might enjoy it more. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. The concentration level's different. Absolutely, you know I mean. yeah. So I think, yeah, there's definitely the chance for it to bump up on a, on a second viewing, but I think probably I'd go 7, 7.5 at this point. Yeah, um, I'm going with a 7.5 as well. That's um, that's kind of how I felt. I think that, you know, if you're familiar with the material going in, I think you will enjoy it a lot more. Um, I think if you're not familiar with it or you haven't seen the previous movies or whatever it is, it's a lot to take in. And for me, I'm kind of, okay, I'm with the pace but it seemed a lot slower than I needed it to go because I recognized the story and the characters and what was happening. So it just did seem probably like 15, 20 minutes long. I looked at my watch two or three times that. And I watched James Bond a couple of weeks ago, two hour 40 movie. And I didn't look at my watch once. So it just kind of leaned into that. I thought a couple of times I was kind of like that, but maybe a second viewing might change my opinion, but um, you know, it's definitely worth seeing It's you know, it's one of those um, epic cinema things that you do have to see uh, and check it out for yourselves. Um, so, right, let's go into some spoilers um, and uh, talk about some of the stuff that happened with the characters. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people kind of got killed off early, which I didn't expect to, Absolutely, um, to yeah. be honest. Um, I think I I anticipate Oscar Isaac character. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was even from the kind of trailers and stuff, you could kind of figure that. Yeah, yeah right, because you need a sun to shine. And the sun yeah. ain't, ain't going to have a chance to shine unless something happens to him. So I knew he was going to go off. Um, Duncan, Jason Momoa, didn't expect him to go so early. Um, I think uh, Batista, I expect to see a, a lot more of him in this. Yeah. Uh, he, there was no, there was like no fighting scenes. There was literally a scene where he's talking to his uncle, like Vladimir. And then there's one scene where it's right at the beginning where they kind of explain where they took over the planet. And that's it. He must have had like two days filming. You know, it was just like, there was like hardly any of him at all. You know, makes yeah, you, wonder, I assume, you know, there's potential, I guess, for that. You know, again, they're setting stuff up for part two. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, his, yeah. his character definitely least. does have a bigger part in yeah, in the second film. Yeah, I mean, Obviously, hell, again, uh, I'm not knowing the source material. I'm assuming the yeah. character is obviously playing. Character, role. His character is the sting role in the original film. So, mm-hmm. played by Sting in the original. Um, role, oh yeah, we did. We didn't mention um, Silgard uh, Javier Bardem. I thought you know he was he was really good in it. Um, you know, he was really solid. Um, Zendaya. It's like they wanted her to promote the movie. So it's like they cut her into the movie as often as they could to justify the fact that she's going to all the premieres and being the center of attention because yeah, she was in the movie for like the last 15 minutes and gave Paul his knife to be able to win his fight at the end. And that's all she did. You know, mate, it was mate, that character young in the original version. Do you mm-hmm. know how, how long she's in the movie for mm-hmm. like, like, like five seconds, like, oh, literally, wow, okay. like li- literally even less Sunday time than sean young ever did um yeah the role it depends if she got paid yeah. day rate or she got paid screen time because if she yeah, got yeah that's right time, <laughs> she, she made some bank on that movie well that's what <laughs> i was saying that's what i was saying like in the lead up i was like well zendaya's in it as johnny i'm like well how, the, the only way i could see her being in it more is if she was a voiceover explaining mm-hmm. the shit 
which yeah, I thought, I thought there might be some more nar- narration from her or something. Yeah, which she kind of was, kind of mm-hmm. wasn't. If mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like um, I expected her to be cut in the way that she was and used mm-hmm. the way that she was. So I expected that because I was thinking of ways to expand her role, like going in. <laughs> because I was just like, there's no way, there's no because <laughs> like she's not in it enough. Um, yeah, even in the second part, like she's in it, sure, but like. Is she prominent to the story? Not really. Um, yeah. In the books, she's probably in it a bit more, but not a lot more, to be honest. So mm-hmm. um, that did kind of that did kind of surprise me. But then, you know, I I can't say off the f- future books because I haven't read them. I've only re- mm-hmm. read the first book, and that was a real long time ago. So I'm going off memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, my introduction to June in general was the video game on the Amiga 500. And right. that was that was more a story based game and stuff, and it, it like a what's it an early RT? Well, but um, yeah, it was yeah that was my introduction to these characters and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I had a, I had a bit of familiarity going in, and obviously I watched the David Lynch one. He's from mm-hmm. playing the game, and I thought that film was trash because it didn't really go deep enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially after reading the book, I was like, wow, that's what we got for June. Fuck this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but going off that experience, like this film was a treat for me. I felt the pacing was fine because of the mm-hmm. material. Um, yeah. I totally get two parts, but they have to do that second part. Otherwise, this film's yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's literally that. So if you want to see. I yeah, would never revisit that film again if there wasn't a second part. It's, yeah. it's not it wouldn't be worth my time. There's yet yeah, some great performances, and you can refer back to it from you know from an artistic point of view and the soundtrack and everything like that. But as a story, yeah, you wouldn't ever refer back to it because it is really incomplete. And I can understand the point where they left it off, but it did feel low key. So you know, you expect um, for a part one it to expect it to finish on a bit more of a high. So I'll let Sasha go into where he thinks it should have cut off, and I agree. But when we talk about that fight at the end, so basically Paul fights um, Jamis or Yamis, basically who is displeased that you know they've allowed him to live. This guy Paul on the, the planet, they think that he should kill him, so he challenges him to a duel, basically to the death. And Paul's character, he's seen a vision where he gets stabbed. And it's like, you have to take it. But then he changes his narrative and he actually ends up killing uh, Yamis, even though he's seen in his vision. He's the guy who's supposed to teach him the ways of the Fremen. So it kind of does build up in a little sense of, oh, what's actually going to happen next? But they're like, okay, care, Paul, come with us. We're going to teach you about the, the ways of the Fremen. So your anticipation is pretty the end of uh, A New Hope. He's going to go off and learn the ways of the Force and, you know, come back stronger and, you know, take over and, you know, I've, I've got, I've, I've got, you know, I'd love to chat to George Lucas because, yo, he, he took a lot from Dune, you know, Dune, <laughs> Dune came out before Star Wars, you know, that book and, you know, when he's doing this, like the whisper and stuff like that, which is basically, you know, uh, Jedi mind, mind, mind control is like telling people, it's like, that is all there. And I'm just like, holy shit. Um, I didn't appreciate it until now because, again, I hadn't seen the original film, which they may have done it in and not read the book. Um, you know, but the storyline in terms of, you know, battling planets, you've got an emperor, you know, you've got this young uh, protege who needs to come and find his ways using this like magic and forth. It's freaking Star Wars. It's Harry Potter. It's the same thing, um, you know, in, in a different shell. But obviously, Doom got there first. So fair, fair play. Um, Sasha, where would you have ended the, the, the movie? 
I probably would have ended it where, you know, I probably would that's if you were going. Mm-hmm. I probably would have ended it um, just after Momoa gets fucking murked. Spoilers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. ended it there kind of thing. Like, kind of like, kind of like a, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Kind they, of they, they sacrifice themselves. They escape. They and escape. now they're going out into the desert. Yeah. And kind of, leave, you know, he sacrifices himself for Paul. I probably would have made Paul, because I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I probably would have had like fuck it. Uh, this is changing the book though. This is adapting. Mm-hmm. Probably would have had fucking. I probably would have had. Uh, what's his name? Batista. I would have had mm-hmm. him kill. I would have had him kill fucking. Kind of thing. Right, In yeah. front, I would have had this. Is a, them, I would have had them have a standoff during the attack on the tradies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll probably like have uh, and yes, this is changing the novel a bit, but I'm talking as an adaption ad- mm-hmm. adaptation. I've got to emphasize this. I would yeah. have had Momoa thing to fucking um, Batista, yeah, to, closely to, like, yeah. to like fuck up with his pride kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then fucking would have had Batista round two murder him. Mm-hmm. You would have had mm-hmm. like the fight with the loads of guards. Then Batista mm-hmm. comes in at round two, bam, bam, mm-hmm. bam, boom, all kind yeah. of thing in front of four. And then the reason being is because Batista and Paul they have a throwdown. That is like the yeah, end fight. Okay. So it, it builds so, up more, makes it more emotionally. Yeah, totally, totally. And I know that's I know that's kind of to the book. But cinematically, that would have worked, kind of thing. That definitely would have worked. I, worked. I, I, I expected something to happen between them two because they're supposed to be yeah. doing this spin off, this buddy cop movie together. Oh, you know, we had a great time on Dune together. I was like, I was waiting for them to be on screen together, and it never happened. <laughs> yeah, so I was yeah. just like, well, what the fuck? They weren't even filming on the same days. It's like, how did they press conferences or this, the round table script read or whatever it was or on zoom is crazy so yeah i was really expecting something like that to happen and, and totally agree Sasha. that would have paid off because they could have gone off yeah. into the desert the only the only thing is i understand where they cut it off is because now they can do a time period where yeah paul goes off with the fremen learns it and we can say five years later or whatever it yeah. may be from that movie to that movie so it does make sense from that point of view i totally get it like you say, from a cinematic point of view, they could have gone off into the desert and then, well, you know, the second well, bit comes. But then even, you would have jumped five movie. years ahead in the second movie quite early on. So. Yeah, I think I think Martin would just kind of be kind of more for a casual audience kind of thing. Probably yeah, definitely. it would have taken liberties with like stuff, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it might not have been to the tape fans i have no problem with the cut as it is personally mm-hmm. that's me but that's mm-hmm. again that is because i know the yes personally yeah. i think june you know what i think come out at a time where like even during its production it got greenlit while cinema was mm-hmm. you gotta understand that like we didn't know about the pandemic no, like we knew streaming was a thing, but the rise of streaming, had, like during June's production, Mandalorian, yeah, you know, and changed the game. Not only mm-hmm. the Mandalorian brought costs down in how you do um, films and 
stuff to that and sci-fi yeah and sci-fi yeah. to that thing i honestly but if it doesn't get a second part it'll be an injustice yep. to what they've done however mm-hmm. if they want back to arrakis and do june again tv is probably the way forward for it because the tech yeah. is there to make it look as grand as the cinema and also yeah, and also mm-hmm. also Honestly, think June lends itself to a TV show. I'm Do you sure think we wasn't there rumours that they were gonna? It was gonna be two movies, and then also some. There was gonna be like a spin-off, a spin-off or something. I think it's gonna focus on like the um the Rebecca Ferguson, like you know the the oh, women no, I'm not sure the name their race or whatever. If there was if there was that wouldn't have been from Delanouve. That's just. Studio, yeah, or, he studio. might have been an executive producer. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's directed. I think he might have been I, like, yeah, producer or something. Or something. I'm sure yeah, you're right. I definitely heard about a series developing yeah, expanding I, I think, TV think, as well. If, yeah, I think if there was talks, that would have been like people at Warner Brothers just trying to capitalize on and what they've got coming out and stuff for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think, in terms of like the movie, the movie. You either do it as a movie and respect it as a movie and the Lord of the Rings, or you do it as a TV series. I think it. Mm-hmm. I think the universe definitely lends itself now in the state mm-hmm. that TV is in now. Mm-hmm. In terms of movies, you either take it seriously like how Delanouve is, and you fulfill mm-hmm. the. Pro- um, yeah. If you don't fulfill that promising part, for nothing. So yeah, I yeah, he's actually down to direct Dune, the Sisterhood, the pilot. So he's actually down to direct that first that'll episode. Be on the, the Benny, so that will be on the Benny Gazzara. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, you know that will be a HBO Max. So you know that is definitely something like that. What I just hope they don't do is they release part two as a HBO Max movie. Do you know what I mean? And then it yeah. drop off in terms of quality and what he's done. You know. I, I think he is in pre-production on part two, like very early stages, but I no, don't know if it's the script. He's, right he's, okay, he's written the script. That yeah. exists. That's existed mm-hmm. because he wrote it all as one. One part. and two together. Yeah. Together. Um, pre-production is already done. Mm-hmm. The green light to go start mm-hmm. shooting. Um, he said that yeah. as such. Um, yeah. This movie currently, it, it, cost 165 million to make um usually is 100 million but that probably has gone up because of covid and stuff so the length of um, time yeah here's the thing as it stands it's made 119 million um in the territories that it has come out now which is kind of very very solid It has made the biggest grossing film in certain countries and stuff, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the other film in mm-hmm. those territories that it has come out. In. Yeah. And the cast has definitely but, lended itself to that. Yeah. Yeah. That that being said, the USA, HBO Max, the exact same time. That is that that yeah, and one day earlier. So that is going to dent the box office off it. Um, Huge. How how it does, you know, a very good, healthy head start, I think. Mm-hmm. How, how will depend on the USA. Um, mm-hmm. If it can make if it can make three hundred million, um, mm-hmm. it's already got a head start. If it can make three hundred million, then it back 
but it needs mm. to make that profit. So it needs to make four yeah. to five hundred million to make profit. Uh, mm -hmm. Doable because it hasn't come out in China at all. I was going to say it has. It has. I did hear that it has been greenlit for a release in China. Is that is that actually mm -hmm. still? Yeah, global? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's 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 definitely China. So may there is hope. Uh, you know, it all depends on this HBO Max, how, how that's dented the theatrically. And yeah, I think it's a huge mistake on Warner Brothers' part. Yeah. Absolutely huge. 100%. Um, but then saying that Bond, okay, Bond wasn't on streaming, but Bond has the appetite for cinema viewers, mm -hmm. for sure. The, hopefully it does well. Hopefully it does well. I mean, the cost. The cost I, don't think Bond, I don't think Bond did that well box office wise in the US though currently. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's those like figures, like Venom, even like Venom has done better in its opening weekend and stuff like that. Well in the U in the US I'm talking about here, not, well, not obviously. Here's the thing with Bond, you've got to understand what people have is that Bond's going up against when people talk about success for Bond, they're going up against its predecessors, if that makes sense. Own mm. predecessor, you know, not other, not other films. So I think Bond has been quite healthy, to be quite honest. Comparing Bond, they're comparing it to Skyfall or Spectre and stuff. With the Bond films, there every Bond film has done better than the previous one since uh, License. You know, mm. License to Kill was a dip for the French. Mm -hmm. Goldeneye onwards. The box office growth has been bigger and better than the previous one before. Now, yeah, with with Bond, you could say COVID, whatever. For what Bond has done during this time, it's been quite healthy. But you know, uh, tabloids need some. You know, so you know. Yeah, um, I mean, it made fifty six million in its opening weekend, but it kind of projected like sixty to seventy. So yeah, it wasn't terrible. Um, and it's done uh, almost four hundred million total at the box office. So just, you know, it's which is good, which is good for which the is, is, you know, Yeah, absolutely. Million dollar absolutely. movie, then fair enough. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Um. So yeah, any final thoughts on uh, Dune then before we wrap this review up? Go see it in the cinema if you want part two. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely see on the big screen. I mean, you know, I know it's you know if you're in the US and you've got the availability to see it in on HBO Max, I can understand it, but it's it needs it needs the big screen. That mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I would say wrong, repeat repeat viewings, fair play, you know, at home on your TV, but that yeah. initial that initial viewing it needs to be a big screen. You know, with the full yeah, size. it's it's a split movie for Warner Brothers because I'm what they what they want from this is they obviously want to up their subscription base compared to Disney Plus and Netflix. You know that is why they they're doing this, and it's 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 one of two things. If it does really well at the box office, then I think you know Warner Brothers will need to say right, yeah, we need to focus on the box office first 30, 45 day release, then put it on HBO Max. You know. But if it does get the subscribers to HBO Max and it does pull them in, the movie can still get a sequel if it does well enough additional subscribers. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't do great at the box office and it it doesn't increase the the, the number base, as in it doesn't get more viewers, yeah. then then it's then it is a disaster. You know, you need to see it one way or the other. So if you're not a HBO subscriber and you subscribe up to it and you watch it, great. 
Um, but if you're already a HBO subscriber, yeah. go to the cinema and see it I mean, and push this movie in the franchise. That's, that's, my, that, that's my tip. I mean, on that, I mean, just look at the Black Black Widow fiasco, not the, not mm-hmm. the lawsuit. Black Widow is probably a movie. I don't have that guarantee mm-hmm. because it's a new IP. However, Black Widow, existing IP, if we didn't have the pandemic, Black Widow, guaranteed billion-dollar movie. Should have been. Yeah, Should have been. But, you know, based on the character, the IP, mm-hmm. it's a guaranteed billion-dollar movie because mm-hmm. everybody knows who's Black Mm-hmm. Marvel fans would have come out in dreams, but because mm-hmm. it was a Disney Plus and you know, mm-hmm. same time, that really <laughs> fucked it up. The only thing, the only thing I question about Black Widow, I don't think it would have done a billion dollars just simply because it didn't have the impact to the later story of the MCU because it was retconned in. So I think it would have been a strong seven, eight hundred million movie. I just don't think it would have hit that billion mark because you know what happens to the character, you know she dies, so it doesn't matter when you see this movie, because it's not going to make a difference to what's going ahead in the future. Yeah, that's, maybe, that's what I think about it, yeah, but maybe, we'll never know. But, but maybe, but we'll never I, think, know. I think Marvel, because she's an established character, and it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of gone hand in hand, once you once you yeah, I get that. in an Avengers mm-hmm. film, everyone's mm-hmm. going to go see it, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. I get uh, yeah, that. anyway, that's a different conversation. But anyway, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. So that was our rating to do. So Sasha gave it a nine out of ten. Alex and myself give it a seven and a half out of ten. But the you know consensus is go see it at the cinema. You know, it is is visually stunning. It's one of those movies you kind of have to go and see. And you know, those scores may increase in time on repeat viewings. And when part two comes out, and when you see it as an overall story over two movies. You know, it could end up being a nine for everyone. So we'll wait and see what happens. But thank you very much for joining me today, guys. Um, where can people catch you on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram at Lex underscore Damon. When and I post Sasha. <laughs> on Twitter. And, tw- and you can catch me at uh, Ken and Talks Film on Twitter. Um, please check out all our other uh, movie reviews um, on uh, YouTube and obviously all podcast uh, platforms. We are absolutely everywhere. Please make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Um, it goes a really long way to helping us push through making this my full-time job, which would be amazing. Um, but thank you very much for listening. And until next time, peace out. <laughs>